Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of FAM, Friends and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast brought to you by Swickoy Gaming. My name is Bill Grennan. Everyone calls me Brasky. And today I am joined by the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh. And this time we are joined by Nicole, Lady of the Crease Callahan. What is up, FAM? Hello. Hey, what's going on? Oh, a lot's going on. A few things are going on. I think that's a little, you know, Caroline, I'm not the best at math, but correct me if I'm wrong. This is episode 52. It is. It is, which means we've technically been podcasting for a little over a year now. So I'm insert awesome, hooray, sound effect that kind of goes along this because, my God, we made it. Maybe next year we can afford sound effects. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're going to have to we're going to have to go back and see if that's in the budget. Uh, I think we can move some things around. I think we'll take away the I think we'll take away the podcast jet that we had earmarked and kind of put regular production music. I think we'll be fine in that spot. Uh, we, you know, we shouldn't discuss this on air. Cause I have some strong opinions about that. Jeff, yeah, you're so. right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. There's, there's a lot of logistics going around. There's a lot of things that we have to do to make sure that we shape this podcast into the best thing that can possibly be for our wonderful, wonderful listeners that are out there. And knowing that, that we've been around for an entire year. We also know that with new years, new changes, things are going to happen and things are going to come. And with that, we know that uh, there's going to be some changes to the Fam, Friends, and Magic podcast. All awesome things, all wonderful stuff. So with the new year coming up, we're going to see some growth happen in the podcast. New faces join. Eric and Sean are stepping back for right now, uh, but we will see them in the future, and they will be back in some way, shape, or form to join us on on Fam, Friends, and Magic. Uh, But one of the best parts of magic is engaging with it in your own way and knowing this we're also going to be engaging with other voices into the podcast as well so some of those faces will be a little familiar you might recognize one or two of them perhaps you might recognize in nick price who will certainly be joining us for some episodes and we'd like to welcome nicole nicole callahan lady of the crease joining us onto this podcast as well and your very first episode nicole Say hello. Say a little bit about yourself. Welcome to Fam, Friends, and Magic. Oh, I am so happy to be here, and I'm so happy to celebrate one year with you both. Um, For everyone who doesn't know, my name is Nicole Callahan, also known as Lady of the Crease. Uh, Being into magic, I love magic, obviously. Uh, Member of Team Swagoy now for a few months, uh, but I also have a big love for hockey. That's where my name comes from. I am a hockey goaltender, and... uh, I am also a stay-at-home mom. I have a 10-year-old son and my uh, husband, Jim Davis, and I uh, love to play Magic together. Actually, the three of us, we all love to play Magic together. We're all Tron players, just so you know. We just got a new dog. His name is Karn. He's a few few months old. But, uh, yep, three turns into modern and chill, and uh, your opponent will play my puppy. So, (laughs) but... uh, yeah, this is great. I'm so happy to be here tonight. Thank you so much for inviting me. So much for having me on. I'm very much looking forward to talking about all things magic tonight. Two things. Uh, number one, Caroline, I now realize why you're like, oh, we should we should bring Nicole onto this podcast because you just want another filthy Tron player onto this podcast. That's exactly what you were doing. Now I realize it. You don't get the jet anymore. Number two, now that I know what Lady of the Crease means, it's a hockey reference. Here I am thinking like, oh, I get... Maybe she just really likes to use like damage magic cards in, in her decks or something. Like, hey, you know, even damage magic cards need a home too. And that's for a second. I was like, maybe that's why she calls herself Lady of the Crease. That's better than people thinking that I really enjoy doing laundry. So. <laughs> oh, I kind of wish that you were just secretly into folding laundry. Oh, I'm actually secret. I am terrible at folding laundry. I am horrible at it. Like it's, you know, like when you have something around the house that 
you just despise doing like mowing the lawn and you mow the lawn once and then like your dad comes out and looks at it and goes you did terrible and never asks you to do it again that's how i did for laundry i like folded laundry once jim was like you can't do this so i never have to fold laundry ever again My so- <laughs> i know that well something that i will i will counteract that i am a master at folding laundry i can make <laughs> the most like compact i do a rolled and fold and like super, you can fit so many shirts into one drawer. I will show it. I will, you know what? This is what I'll do. I will make some type of video of it. We'll post it on Twitter. That's what we'll do. And it's going to be like, Brasky's going to blow your mind with how you can fold multiple shirts in one time and stick like your entire wardrobe in a backpack. Because that's, well, I mean, we aren't traveling anywhere anytime soon, but eventually we will. And when we get to that point, you'll be so thankful that you now know how to fold a shirt, but you shouldn't be folding your magic cards because we need to talk. What? Yes, Carolyn. Did you start a new podcast again? We don't have room for foul friends and laundry. <laughs> yes, foul friends and laundry. Uh, Let's it get is this one back and going, okay? Fine, you know. And we were dealing with a lot of background noise of you know, like just dryers just going <laughs> in the background. It really doesn't make for a great audio only podcast. So we'll have to work on that. There's some quality control issues you, with that. Do you know the technique? Okay, so I watch a lot of Facebook videos, so I'm clearly an expert in folding laundry. Um, there's this one video that always goes around where they pinch at the top of the shoulder, pinch in the middle of the shirt, and they do this like weird flick of the wrist, and the shirt is freaking folded. And I was like, I don't understand. And I've watched this video 10,000 times, and I've never been able to replicate it. And I'm pretty crafty. Like, I'm good at this stuff. And I like, like pinch here. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, pinch here. I'm like, okay, pinch here. I'm like, okay. They're like, okay, now done. What? <laughs> Every time. That is how I used to fold laundry. And I will say this, the second you do it for the first time, what, who am I kidding? Every time you do it, you do feel like a magician. You do. You okay. do feel like, I gotta yeah. get to the, the thing is the videos. And I don't know if anyone's seen them out there, but the way they do it is they go really slow. Like, do, okay, here, be very careful. You're going to pinch this part. You're like, okay, cool. Then they're like very slow on the second hand. Okay, this is where you pinch. And then they just put the video on 100x. And it's no matter who whose video I'm watching. It's like there's like at least five different ones out there. They all do the same thing. They speed up the most complicated part. <laughs> and I'm just like, wait, but... Oh, every time. I exactly. I, I, I want someone to tweet at me and say that they've seen these videos because I want to feel the frustration that I feel for this <laughs> skill. But Brasky will have one and he'll show us. It's true. I, I will be able to showcase many different laundry techniques because that's what I'm good at is different ways to fold laundry. What I'm not so good at is playing the game of magic, but I play it anyway. And even though I might not be the best, I still enjoy playing it. And I've done a little bit of magic playing this week. But before we talk about my week in magic, I would love to know how your week in magic was. Nicole, how was your week in magic? Um, well, magic lately, I have described myself as lost but seeking. Um, historic was really good for me for a little bit there. I am a huge goblins player. I love goblins. And goblins has recently had a fall from grace. So it's been a little tough. Um, been looking for a good historic deck. But now we've got VML on the horizon. I'm like, oh no, forget historic. What's going on in standard right now? And also, even though Caroline, I know you're a pro at skipping the ladder. I didn't manage to get there this month. So I actually need to grind the ladder. <laughs> So I need to figure out standard and grinding the ladder and how how I'm going to do this. So uh, I've been looking for a standard deck and sadly putting down the goblins for at least right now until things kind of change in historic for a little bit. My last standard deck was Teamer Ramp, and that's terrible. Don't play that deck right now. <laughs> that's uh, the one thing I know about uh, about 
playing any type of team around. See, that's when I try to play it. That's one of the things where I'm at the point with historic where it's, it's, I know my colors. I know what I like to play, but now it's one of those things where if I, if I load up team or ramp, it's like, Oh, this looks, this actually looks fun. I'm going to, I'm going to put this in. Let's start playing. Nope. I'm like 22 wild cards away from it. Well, guess I'm going back to Esper. I'm just going to, it's going <laughs> to slowly we, walk. Sorry. Back sorry. We skipped over this, this thing that you're very proud of. Um, <laughs> and I just want to know, did you just say with like, with great pride, I know my colors. Like, yes. are, did you just learn them in school? Like red, I did. orange, mm-hmm. yellow. Did you like sing the rainbow song? Yeah. Well, I put my own words. I put my own names to the color. Oh, that's so not, hopefully they're in the same ball. That's Wait, not is there a rainbow works. song? Yeah. No, it's great. I don't yeah, know the rainbow songs. I don't know a rainbow song. No, that must be a Canadian thing. <laughs> Canadian <laughs> rainbow song? Okay, so are Canadian so rainbows different colors? Well, no. But the when Caroline says that, that she knows a song... It's in here. I'm hearing it. It's playing right now. But if I even attempt to open my mouth to try and get you anywhere close to what I think it sounds like, it will not happen. But there is a rainbow song. And <laughs> if I wasn't about to tell you how my weekend magic was, I would Google it. But <laughs> well, how was your week in magic? Thanks for asking, Nicole. It's oh, nice of you to somebody ask. <laughs> Just talking about all their color love. Well, I was getting ready to just throw a like just just to kind of craft something and throw it to you, and then you had to interrupt with me making fun of my own colors. I messed everything up. Yes, you did. Okay, yes, you did. Continue, Brasky. No, it's too late now. Get back on track. And how was your week in magic? Before we start talking about rainbow songs and Niv Mizzet reborn. How'd you sneak that one in there? What the heck? Well, because it's it's all the colors. Because Niv Mizzet is all the colors, so I consider him. I want Niv Mizzet the rainbow song. That's the no, next. No, there's like, more than five colors in that. There's there's other colors in the world, Brasky. No, okay. there's only five as long as I is all I care about. Okay, my week in magic um, was not full, not filled with a ton of magic. Magic. Um, I did some casting on Sunday for the NRG kind of conclusion. They had a couple of different tournaments. They had five tournaments throughout the last couple months, and there was all leading up to this big tournament, um, which was an official PTQ, um, and it was a split format, which has been a while since we've had a nice split format tournament. Um, So it was four rounds of Legacy, four rounds of Modern, with a lunch break in between. I'm just going to tell you, if I was a player of that tournament, boy, would I have been in love. I miss tournaments that have lunch breaks, like that actually has a chance for me to go get a proper, whether it's a meal from the fridge, or, well, just from the fridge, because who am I kidding? Um, it was it was so nice. It was actually put in place to allow for renters between uh, for moto cards to be able to change their cards out. Super genius idea. Um, so I covered the four rounds of Modern, so rounds five to eight. Um, had a blast doing so. Uh, Modern is definitely in a place that I happen to enjoy. Um there were less on that decks around, so that's always good. There were some really cool, interesting decks that were showing up here and there. But there's this, there was this one deck that I'm not okay with. And I, I have learned that maybe I just didn't notice before. But basically, any deck involving the, the prime primeval titan, has it's always been around. I tend to ignore it. Like, the primetime decks are just not for me. But they always go get Valakit and Mountains, and that's how they win. But recently, there's this new version, like a green-white Titan deck, that doesn't play any mountains. There are not a single mountain in the deck. There are not a, is an official sentence. Um, instead, there is Valakits, which is very unfair because you need mountains for that to work. 
And then there are Dryad of Elysium Grove. And that's it. That's the only way they can kill you with Valakit. And I think that is extremely greedy. And I was angry about it. And then I found out that the amulet version was honestly just the same. It didn't really have mountains either. And I'm just like, not for it. I'm so mad. <laughs> Every time I was watching coverage, like we were watching from the side that was facing against the green white Titan deck and we had Inquisition and Thoughtseize. And every time we'd get there, we'd be like, get rid of the Dryad. The Dryad's gotta go. <laughs> if you get rid of the Dryad, they can't win, which is not true. Um, I was just like, so, I was outraged that this deck is allowed to stand. I love You'll that you also... I'll just be playing it or something. But... I love that you also, like, basically, when you speak of, of such passion, you speak in almost Dr. Seuss format. That, like, and not a single mountain was played that day. It's like... <laughs> Well, it's I like it's like your own version of the yeah. Grinch. It's like, and then not a single mountain was played that day. I I don't know why I was suddenly so passionate about Valakadex not having mountains, but I was not for it. I was really mad. Um, but yeah, that that was really fun. I did actually because I was inspired to play modern from from covering this event, so I did try to go and play in the Mana Trader series. But I was so burnt out. It was like Sunday evening. I had not started. I thought the runs were ending today. The 22nd so i was like ah, i give up i think i might have seen in our discord that they've extended them for a week so i might not be like i might still try but i was like a little off it i don't know i'm i'm kind of like nicole i'm just i'm happy for a little bit of a break and the vml which nicole already mentioned too is on the horizon but it's still like i got some time before i freak out yeah, yeah, that's that. That's the proper. That's like the perfect amount of time before an event is the amount of time before you get to freak out, right? Yeah, I've scheduled like, a freak out for next Wednesday, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I've got so much time between now and then. It's perfect. Yeah, it's like it's one of those things. Like since it's on your calendar, we know about it, so we can also check in with you. It's like up oh, four o'clock on Wednesday. Uh, Caroline, did you have your freak out? Did you schedule that freak out, Caroline? You know how important it is. Very good. <laughs> fabulous stuff right there. Okay, can you finish your Week in Magic? I, I really fouled it because I'm reading it and it's it's cool. It, it, it's quite cool. Yeah. I mean, mine was the fact that uh, you know, I've been playing a lot of like Paper Magic over Spell Table, a lot of Commander and other things. I was like, you know, I need to get back into Arena. Uh, one of the big reasons that I wanted to get back into Arena was the fact that like I built a new gaming PC since the last podcast that we've done. So it actually is not nine years old and doesn't have trouble doing live broadcasts and can uh, you know export a podcast in less than the time it takes for the next Olympics to come around. So it's it's really, really super neat. I always love like putting computers together. This is like the third PC I've built. Second one, this is the second one for myself, the other one I built for a friend. So it is awesome. It is, I have it, it's it's white and blue and it's liquid cooled and it has a 3070, RTX 3070 inside of it. But one of the big things about it is yes, I get to play some AAA games. I played Cyberpunk 2077. It kind of works on my machine, which is, which is better than most people can say right now. But the biggest thing is that Magic Arena finally plays without stutters. It took it took a brand new gaming PC with a RTX 3070 for Arena to work properly for me again. Which uh, apparently that's it's not just about reinstalling and uninstalling, reinstalling the application. No, just build a brand new computer, and that way Magic Arena will finally just be smooth sailing. So I've jumped back into Arena. And in doing so, I've been like, okay, what, what, what are some decks here I can, I can put together? And so uh, I had a good amount of time learning uh, Soul Time mid-range in Historic. And then in Standard, I was kind of like, oh, what's been going on in Standard for a while? And then I saw two words that always tug at my heartstrings, Esper, Doom. 
And when I hear the words Esper Doom, I immediately say, well, it's not Grixis, but it's the second best thing I can jump into. So I've been playing Esper Doom because of course I've been playing Esper Doom. And that has been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been cool just to, again, like what the thing that we always preach, enjoying the game at the pace in which we want to enjoy it. Enjoy the game the way in which uh, we like to enjoy playing that game. And I've had fun jumping back into arena, jumping back into standard and historic. And the last thing I'll point out from my week, Caroline, that's not in the show notes, I played a game of Commander this past week with my Kozilek the Great Distortion colorless Commander deck. And in a 100-card singleton format, I made Tron. You made Tron? I did. I got all of the Urza's lands in a 100-card singleton format, so I had myself a grand old time that everyone was like, are you kidding me? I was like, nope, we actually hit it. Was it so, Natty Tron? Or? Oh, yeah. Just, just naturally drew or the power plant tower. Wait, and put the, you know, yeah. That's very different than making Tron. Yeah, yeah, Natty no. Tron, it's not like, oh, I played my expedition map or I had to search for it. Yeah, whatever. no, no, I didn't, I didn't search for it because the only thing I searched for was basic waste. So it was just, it was a natural, it was a natural Tron in, in a colorless commander deck. And Did I was like, at that point. Table? Yeah. What's up? Did everyone boo you out of the table? Be like, <laughs> no, they did that the second I sat down and they're like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> we're going after this person. I'm like, I have done literally nothing. I have nothing but like lands and, and then I hit Tron. They're like, yeah, now we're really coming after you. It's like, well, you know what? I made a natural Tron. So I feel like I won anyway. <laughs> Weren't you just calling us dirty Tron players? Yeah, but it's different when I hit it. It's what? A, what? Mm-hmm. Makes total sense. Tower, tower move. <laughs> maybe, maybe you know what it was i was just jealous that i didn't realize the true power of making <laughs> tron and now i've now i've like now i've seen the light and been corrupted you mm-hmm. know as as this audio on any podcast like caroline has like her hoodie up like she's some like evil tron emperor like yes good wait good. join us this way i have it on top of my santa hat it's true because we have two santa hats on this podcast i did not get that memo but that's okay because I'll get the memo later because the great thing about the two other people on this podcast is they always remind me of wonderful things like what's coming up in the world of magic. And there certainly is, even though the holidays are among us, it's going to be happy holidays and happy new year very soon. There's still a few ways in which you can engage with competitive magic here coming up. And for that, we're going to go over to Caroline to give us the news and upcoming events. Yay. I'm not dying. (laughs) I was definitely not coughing during that whole part. No, you'd be fine. Um, cool. So I scoured the web, the intrawebs, the internets. Just kidding. I don't know what either of those things are, but I, I did not go to them. Instead, I went to mtgmelee.com and searched events coming up this weekend. <laughs> there were not many. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> um, but there are two that we want to care about. Um, the Mythic Society Arena Community Cup Historic Edition. Kind of my favorite edition, to be honest. Um, is happening this Sunday. Um, usual start times, usual entry fees, usual prizes. There, you know, not much for change over there. Uh, but they are great, and they do normally have coverage. Though I'm, I'm not quite sure if they have it this weekend. But um, the Mythic Society is the place to be if you want consistency, and that's what I got for you on Sunday. Uh, and then another Sunday event is put on by the Gaming Stadium. We've talked a little bit about this organization in the past. Um, they usually run a, a free tournament every couple of months or so. They're actually based here in Vancouver, um, and their event is on Melee as well. It's Sunday, December 27th. Um, I want to say that their event starts a little later in the day, like maybe around 11 a.m. Pacific. I should have checked that, but 
the reason I say that is the organizer kind of likes to be a little later in case players scrub out of like the moto events or some other melee things. And so often he schedules his event a little later in the day. So then um, people can come and join. Um, should you not be in those other tournaments? Um, they, it is free. I don't know if I stress that enough and it is a $500 prize pool. Um, I will be planning on playing in it this time. Normally there is coverage, but uh, I'm going to do some playing this time. So um, definitely check both of those events out. Um, and that there are not a ton of other things because honestly, there's a pretty big holiday going on right now. And while we may not be traveling, we should, you know, people are still finding ways to do their best to engage with other people through the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no in-person things. Thanks. Okay. Um, so that's kind of why there's a little bit of a, of a low, a lull in events. Um, but there's always Moto <laughs> if you ever need anything to do. There's always Moto. <laughs> that's the that's the title of the next step of the next episode. There's always Moto. <laughs> that's all we're gonna be doing. But that's you know it, it makes sense. There's not a lot going on in that realm, but still, it's fun to see that there's fun ways to still engage with playing competitive Magic, which we, I, I think is from looking at how it can be like you know the way you so wonderfully described uh, Nicole uh, grinding the ladder. Just sounds like something we all love to do, but we still have the ability to play a couple of these, uh, you know, different. It's not the pro tour. It's not like this necessarily a PTQ, but it's fun ways to engage with competitive magic. And I still think, you know, would you agree that there's there's something about just playing any type of tournament or competitive format that's uh, just hits on why we like to play the game and the, play the game the way in which we enjoy it the most? Yeah, it definitely um to feel like there's something on the line or you're battling for something, not just like two little notches on my, you know, diamond tier two or something, you know, it's, what is that? It doesn't feel, and then you get frustrated because you lose the next one. And you're like, oh, you don't have a record. You know, it's good to like walk around this morning and you go to your friends and they're like, oh, how you doing? Well, I'm still X1. Yeah, that's great. You know, it feels really good. So to have a more competitive you know, format to be able to like follow standings and look at things and see, you know, what kind of, I enjoy looking at melee, like looking at melee deck lists and being like, how are the sideboards different of the top, you know, three decks in historic right now? Like who's playing what in Sultai? Like how many Herald's horns are people playing in goblins now, if anybody's playing goblins anymore? <laughs> or is that just me? It's just me? Yeah, it's probably just me. So <laughs> but I, I enjoy the, the, the competitiveness that they're able to still, you know, present that to, to a certain extent, even with the lack of, uh, organized play over the weekend. There's still, I, I'll be there. I'll be grinding. You know, I'll be playing. I love that there's that idea of like, you go around, it's like, oh, I'm X and one, but I'm still in it. Do that kind of thing. I, yeah, I'd be the opposite on the ladder and be like, how's it going? Still bronze. <laughs> still, still bronze. Day seven, still bronze. No, we're still, it's just kind of moving around. It's like, I really need to stop playing Grixis. <laughs> Do you though? Oh my goodness. Quit, clip it. Quote it. Oh, no. Publish it. <laughs> No, no, don't you dare clip that out of context. Oh, I, need, right. I need this in my life. I need. This don't give me this kingdom. new year, new brassy, play mono oh, red. It's not going to be a thing. Okay, but listeners, if anyone has the capability of <laughs> making a sound clip, I freaking need it. Whatever, it will just, like, I'll just have it as a little button. It's going to get edited out I'll before just, like, the podcast even gets published. I need to stop playing Grixis. <laughs> no, nope, we're not going to have any of that. Nicole, you were saying, you were talking. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the best part about when you grind the ladder is like, you know, I made it up to, to Diamond. It's like, okay, I can't drop down in the Platinum anymore. So let me play the terrible deck that I like to play, but I can't level down. So I'm going to, you know, 
just play a few matches of that, cast a few uh, Genesis ultimatums, lose really bad, and then be like, all right, I got it out of my system. Let me go play yes, some good decks. There is there's <laughs> nothing. There is nothing better than the rank floor clown fiesta. It's Every just <laughs> it's just lovely. It is one of the best parts of Magic. But at the same, that's one of the parts that I enjoy about it's not always a grind, like in a tournament, where it's just like, I can't take this next round off. You know, when you're grinding the ladder, you can be like, all right, I, I'm at a plateau here. I can like take a couple minutes and play a stupid deck and then get back yeah, in. Yeah, see, that's that's more right my realm. It's like, oh, hey, what deck are you playing? It's like, oh, I'm playing five color artifacts. Wait, you're playing a five color colorless deck? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's what. That's exactly what I'm doing. And and is there's no issue with that because I can't drop any lower than where I've got right now. <laughs> that's my. That's the topic of my conversation. The next podcast we have is uh, what it feels like when you can't drop any lower. Magic but even if you're not at a very low level of magic play whether or not you uh, like to play five color artifacts decks we all love to engage uh, in the game in our way and a lot of times that is with kind of those fun competitive formats fun ways to play competitive magic and there is a fun way to play competitive magic uh for a, a few people on this podcast someone Maybe he's well-versed in it as well. And that is the Venus and Mercury League. You've heard us talk about it uh, before. And uh, a certain somebody, i.e. Caroline Cavanaugh, I believe, is a defending champion several times of the Venus Mercury League, the two-time defending champion. And that means season four is just around the corner. And so we kind of want to talk a little bit about this, this awesome league and this awesome kind of competitive format. And so, Caroline... As the two-time defending champ, uh, I want you to give us kind of the, the rundown of what is the VML and kind of your interaction with it as well. I need you to either do it in uh, normal Caroline speech or like WWE style uh, uh, crap talking, like sort of like a like a Macho Man Randy Savage, like, I'm going to destroy everybody, like that kind of thing. Uh, you got to pick one of the two. Uh, I know it's a tough decision, but you go ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll go with normal Caroline speak, which apparently might be Dr. Seuss. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so I do apologize if you are a listener to our show and you do know everything there is to know about the VML. I am going to repeat some things for you in the next three minutes. So feel free to look at a text message or something. But for those that do not know about it, I want to really start and kind of give you a picture of what it is um, because... Nicole and I uh, are both heavily involved in it and are quite passionate and we're going to tell you about it anyway. So here we go. The Venus and Mercury League VML is for a, uh, a, a nine week standard arena league for players of marginalized genders. Um, and we and the participants, which is myself and Nicole and 62 other people um, will be competing for season four. And the way this will work is the 64 players are going to be divided into eight divisions uh, those eight divisions will then play round robin play with those eight people in their division. Um, so you will play seven matches over seven weeks against a set opponent every week. So I'll know on on day one of the of the event, which is uh, January fourth, I'll know who I'm playing against the the whole seven weeks uh, and when I'm playing them. Uh, each Sunday evening before the beginning of the week, the Monday morning, uh, each Sunday evening, you may submit a new deck list or you may not. If you choose not to submit a new deck list, your deck from the previous week will be used. Um, asterisks as long as it's still legal. And then if you do submit a new, new list, that is the one that you get to use for the next match. Um, so to give some perspective, some people have changed decks every single week 
Some people register the same deck all seven weeks. It's really up to that person's play style and, and what they want to accomplish. Um, so seven weeks of play, then you take the top two of each division and you put those in straight into the playoffs. The playoffs will be coming to, to 24 players. So the top 16 players all go in 100%. And then we fill in the remaining eight spots with wildcard positions from all across the league based on standings at the end of those seven weeks. Um, and that is generally a 4-3 record. Um, some 5-3s, maybe 5-2s maybe didn't make it through from their division, but they will make it through the wildcard. And I know we've gone as low as 4-3 and three to make into those wildcard slots. Uh, but not, of course, not all 4-3s and threes would make it through. Um, and then for the top four, 24, we do playoff weeks. Uh, we generally break it into two weeks and have um, top 24 and then I think top 16 play in one week. And then we did a full top eight in the next week. Uh, so some cool things that we haven't, I haven't really discussed was I keep mentioning that these matches that have to happen, but they're not set on a date. They're actually set on a week. So week one, you have, I have to play Nicole, for example, let's say, then we can message each other and say, Hey, Nicole, I'm free on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Wednesday mornings. What does that do for your schedule? And if she has some, availability then boom we book a match if she doesn't we do have a contingency plan built in um there is a set day to play but i've been playing this this league for the this is my fourth season and we have never had to do that um because honestly when you give two people a week to coordinate to meet up for an hour it usually happens like pe people can make it work that one hour is is pretty good in a full week schedule. So um, we play against with players from all over the world. So tons of different time zones. Um, I know I've played on lunch breaks a couple times here and there, like just, you know, just some crazy fun things. Um, we have, you know, we've gotten, <laughs> one of the things I mentioned earlier was as long as your deck is still legal, you can play the next week. Uh, I bring that up because in previous seasons, we've kind of been hit with these really annoying bans that always happen on Monday morning. Um, and we've had to just had players say, hey, you you need to submit a deck list. If you don't submit a deck list, we don't have a deck list to go to because your deck from last week is banned. <laughs> so we need a new deck or you cannot, like we need a deck. You can't play with Omnath. I'm sorry. I know if you really want to, we can't. <laughs> um, so we've experienced that. Um but yeah, one of the things that I wanted to transition into is, uh, first of all, the, the event is registering right now, though my guess is by the time this show comes out on Thursday um, or, or later this week, for sure, it will be full. We were about 63 players registered when I last checked, so uh, we are likely pretty full. But um, if you are interested, we plan to run these until someone tells us to stop. So uh, definitely follow uh, Aspirant CCG, which I think Frasky can add to the show notes. Um, they're kind of the best place to see because they're actually the tournament organizer and doing all the hard work. We did team up this year with Nerd Rage Gaming uh, Tournament Series, so NRG Series. Um, they're going to take on their, our, our official WPN store, so that's pretty great. We can charge an entry fee and, and all that stuff. And they're also going to help us out a ton in the back end with judging. Um, so they brought us, uh, they bring with them Max, the greatest judge in the universe, um, and Max will be doing all, all of the VML stuff um, with our tournament organizer so that situations like myself and Nicole and Hayu can play in the tournament because while we're here hyping it to, to everyone on various podcasts or the internet, we are not involved in the tournament organizing, nor are we involved in the judge calls, and we just get to go and actually play. And in my particular case, 
maybe win once or twice. I love that you mentioned that. It's like, and I'm not just, it's like, and I'm not just typing the, and, you know, I'm not just president of the VML. I'm also a member. I'm also a member. <laughs> um, so I would like to warn everybody. However, I have looked up the rules. And if I can win for a third time in a row, I've demonstrated a loop and therefore will win all future seasons. So I'm just letting you know, <laughs> if I win season four, I've declared myself winner for all future seasons of the VML. Which is why we've also talked with Nerd Rage Gaming and we've decided that Caroline gets an extra hurdle in the VML, which is the fact that she has to play uh, a deck chosen by the community. By the community, I mean myself, <laughs> and she is playing Grixis Pants is what she is playing for at least week one, two, and three of the VML. Grixis Pants is what Wait you get to play. Wait a minute. I didn't see... What? Uh, I, I, no, have to talk I a little bit about this actually. <laughs> So. Oh yeah, well yeah, we'll come up with it, you know, in the future. I think it's going to be fantastic. Uh, Grixis pants, I think, is really a sleeper, uh, a meta breaker, if you will, in this entire spot. But it's going to be. Uh, I think Caroline can do some damage with it, and if anything, Caroline, it's just going to solidify your Hall of Fame credentials in the VMO. Oh, gosh. Yeah. See, perfect, perfect. Uh, Nicole, talk. I mean, talk a little bit without about your engagement uh, with VML and, and going into season four, kind of your excitement about it and what you dig so much about it. Well, well, can I, can I do it as a WWE personality? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so excited to kick off the next season, brother. <laughs> well, that's right. Better. That's right. What else you got to say? What else you got to say? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that's about all I got in me. I don't know. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> I was gonna say you start just like just start calling out other like former members of the VML. It's like I'm calling out Hayu right now. It's like here we go. Oh yeah. So this is our fourth season. Um and it's gonna be four seasons in just about a year. The VML started in February of twenty twenty. So it's a I huge accomplishment. Okay, it's continuing. So huh? I don't believe you, but okay. Yeah, I know. It's funny. We we had to like look at the calendar. I'm like, no, you don't I, I really swear it was like right around my birthday. Well, Nicole was so confident because she didn't meet like the, the Sukhoi members that organized it until this year. Yes. And I was like, are you sure? Like, what about if you're wrong? <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong, but I think you're wrong. Yeah, what about <laughs> if you are? Well, yes, I didn't meet anyone from Sukhoi until GP New Jersey uh, for Theros Beyond Death. It was the limited GP New Jersey. I cash that too. That's why I. Which, I met. by the way, that's another like throwback. Did, did we realize Theros Beyond Death came out this year? Oh, it does not feel color. like it. It feels like it came out half a decade ago, but technically, Theros Beyond Death came out in January of 2020. I'm like, that was forever ago. Do you know what the the one that's really been bothering people? What's Throne that? of Eldraine has only been out for just over a year. <laughs> like that only came out last September. Like, do you even remember Oko? That one's been really bothering people because it means it's here for a whole other year. Yeah, like you said that, and I just got more fatigued. Like, I felt like I just ran seven miles due saying that sentence. I'm like, my goodness. Well, hopefully, we've we've toned things down for call time because um, the VML, I would like to be able to have a smoother transition week to week with no worries about bannings 12 hours after deck lists are due. Um, but I am looking forward to uh, the season again. I love casting. Uh, I cast with Caroline as well as uh, Hayu. We gave her a shout out before. And my partner is Becky. Uh, I 
love them all. They are fantastic. We have a really, really talented production crew behind the scenes. Uh, shout out to Phoebe. But the VML is great. It's a great group of people. Um, and right now, it kind of gives me that missing competitiveness that, you know, people are all talking about deck lists. I said how many times I've sat in Caroline's Discord at like, you know, it's like one in the morning my time. And I've been like, Caroline, what, what are you submitting this week? Because I don't know what I'm doing. And I, 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 I like <laughs> I don't understand. What do I submit? <laughs> I like, like it's like that anxiety where you have like two deck lists and you ever like go to the players meeting and you hand in your deck list and you're like, all right, now I really need to find those winter orbs. Like, who here has an ensnaring bridge? I need to find this. I'm about to sit down for round one. Like, that's kind of what it feels like. It's just like, oh, God, I, I need to get this in. I, I have 14 minutes to submit this deck list. Am I playing shredded sales in the sideboard or not? You know, like, what am I doing? It's so. really funny you bring that up because the digital submission of, of, of any of our tournaments, but specifically VML, has been really removed from that because, well, generally on Arena, like, you have pretty good access to most cards. Um, and if you're going to submit a list, it's hope that you have the cards when you submit them. <laughs> but the paper experience is so different. I once flew all the way to a tournament, wrote out my deck list, and I needed a liquid, liquid metal coating. This was back when Car like Baby Karn was just coming into Tron. And so it was like a new thing. So I needed a liquid metal coating. And my teammate, because we were playing in a team SCG, they're like, they'll for sure have them at the venue. By the way, overconfident people are the worst. So they're like, they'll for sure will have them. So we get there and we go to every vendor and everyone's like, no, why would I have liquid metal coating? So we find, so I'm freaking out. It's like literally five minutes before the tournament, just as you said, like, oh no, my winter orbs, like just <laughs> right before. And we find a foil one, which would, it was pretty interesting because the liquid metal coating would never actually be in my deck because I, I never plan on sideboarding it in and it's only a Karn target, like a wishboard. But having one foil card is kind of sketch. And I was like, ah, what do I do? <laughs> but that, that hopefully doesn't happen in the VM. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got enough wild cards. That also explains a little bit. I was going to, you know, the question I was going to ask right before that story, Nicole, is also, it's like, what what type of uh, competitive player are you? Someone that like, you know, you sit on, you know, the deck that you're going to play, you submit it and you're feeling good about it. You spend the rest of the time testing, or are you the type of person that's like scrambling until like the very last minute to be like, I'm going to play this. Nope, this, nope, this, maybe if I sub this card in. <laughs> Can I tell you actually with, with GP New Jersey, I played, I was registered. There was one of the ones that capped. But um, and I was I was in the the main, but I played a last chance qualifier on Friday night just for the buys because my husband had buys and I'm like, if you're sleeping in, I'm sleeping in. Like this is not we're, we'll be ready. We'll both go to the you know we're gonna go to the the thing together. I'm not getting up two hours before you. It's not happening. So I I, I forrowed and I got my two buys. Yeah. So, <laughs> I crushed two. I felt so bad. I crushed two people that that didn't have like a spot at all. But I just. Couldn't. It was oh. I, I was like, no, you don't understand. I need to sleep in and have my hot chocolate and my donut in the morning before I think about drafting any more cards. Oh, there's a whole nother topic of like, what what do we need before a competitive event? Hot chocolate and donut. I'm like, I already feel like I already feel like I could win a pro tour with that. <laughs> feel like good. a Grand Prix story. Let, oh, like yeah. We should do that in two weeks. Let's do a Grand Prix story edition. I like that. I think you totally can. I mean, I'll have no frame of reference for it, but I can make it my own. So, oh yeah, that's true. So Nicole, I just wanted to check, like, you know, season three ended I, basically at the beginning of November. I think playoffs 
were the first week of November, though honestly I can't remember. Yeah, it was right. It was right around then. Yeah, the first. first <laughs> so, um, and so it's been about two months since you've not been playing with DML. Um, are you missing that? Are you like, is it just like, okay, cool, that's something I'll just add to my plate next week? Or are you like ready for that consistency? Like, what? How does it fit into your life? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely different because it's funny because of the 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 focus. Obviously, the VML is standard. Um, and that's about when I started playing a lot more goblins. Honestly, I was like, okay, VML, I'll take a break, put down the standard cards. And I just picked up the goblin cards. And I saw that literally within the time that VML ended to now goblins was like off everyone's radar. And then it was really good. And now it's terrible again. Like in, like you said, like six weeks or something, this, this whole thing has become cyclical. So I found other things to kind of, you know, like quench that competitive need, I suppose. Uh, you know, I played in a few historic tournaments like uh, some of the scgs or the the arena weekends and things that they had but um i i'm really excited to get back into the vml and to kind of have i like having the structure like the week-to-week structure you know i i know what i'm doing for the next seven weeks i know that i need to have a deck list in every sunday i know who i'm playing for the next seven weeks it's nice to have that sort of like it's like having your pairings boards all set at the beginning it's just like i i know i can sit at table 122 and i'm good you know i don't have to go anywhere yeah, I think I, I definitely agree. I, during the season two and season three, both took place during like pretty heavy parts of COVID. Um, season two in particular basically took place right in the beginning. Um, and it was pretty a consistent thing throughout like, you know, a lot of inconsistencies in our lives. Um, but I felt that these last two months um, has been the pandemic for has been a little strange for me because I was back in Canada and I thought things were going well. And maybe that's not as true as, you know, our media made it seem to be. And so now we're back in like, you know, maybe things aren't as well. And so I'm kind of just looking forward because I feel like those, those group video calls and those check-ins with your friends and stuff was happening less and less because things were supposed to be like back on track, question mark. But I'm happy for the VML because one of the things it will do is a, like I have to do something every Sunday night in coverage. I have to do things on Fridays. Um, and then also I get to check in with people that I'm testing with and say, okay, what does our deck list look for this week? Who's playing what? Like, I'm just excited for kind of having a reason to reach back out to people. Not that I need a reason. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one feeling this way, but I have felt that like the pandemic's gone on for so long that like these effort people we were all making has kind of died down and I'm excited to like bring it back up again and kind of blame it on the VML so it's gonna be good (laughs) you know it feels good to have a role honestly to have some sort of like accountability just be like yes this is what I have to do this week I have responsibilities I gotta get it done like trust me I've fallen into a a loop of uh my son's being homeschooled and things like that so it's just like I'm a teacher during the day and then I kind of you know maybe I squeeze in a, a match of goblins or two or something and then I'm like all right let's get back on but I'm like really excited to rediscover standard so uh I, I really am looking forward to getting back into that. So if you have Passing. any hot tips on standard Brasky, you can pass them on. <laughs> I, you know, uh, I've already revealed my super secret deck for Caroline. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, uh, no. you know, I'll, I, you know, let, let's just say I have a few ideas up my sleeve. We won't go into them right now. I didn't, uh, Brasky, uh, what? Did, what happened? I made a huge error when I brought Nicole on the show. But what'd you do? Well, there's this paragraph that I'm supposed to send to all of the guests that you don't see. Oh, yeah, the water park. Don't ask about Grixis. 
Yeah, they no, we we missed that and boat. Now, not, now we're gonna go into this like seminar thing, and we'll be here for three hours. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to hour number seven wait. of the wonders and joys of Crixus. Caroline, wait a second. Maybe we could just do our advantage because okay. if you just go, everybody just tweet out, be like, hey, everyone. I have a super secret awesome deck that my friend told me to play. It is so good. And if everybody looks and go, hey, that's that's back to back VML champion Carolyn Kavanaugh. I need to play that deck. And all of a sudden we'll have like remember Omnath? Remember how sixty percent of Omnath? Everybody's gonna be playing Grixis. So that's what we'll have. We'll have like a seventy percent Grixis field. So this is what we do. I I think this is what we do. I'm going to post to my Twitter and it's going to be like, oh my gosh, insane win rate with this Grixis pants deck. And then I'm going to, I'm going to tweet a screenshot of the deck, but like, it's going to be an actual screen. Like it's going to be a camera shot of my computer screen and underneath the, like the defeat sign is just a couple of post-it notes that say like victory. And then like a number that's like, here's my mythic rank. And then Caroline's like retweeting. It's like, here's the deck I'm playing at VML this week. And you're just going to throw everybody for a loop. Wait, I okay, really tiny tangent. This actually legitimately happened. Um, I'll, I would insert timeline here because I actually have no idea if it was 2020 or 2019. But it happened in the legacy world. I, it's probably 2019. But basically, after Modern Horizons came out and there was a bunch of ninja cards in Modern Horizons, there was this like Twitter storm going around that legacy ninjas was broken. And it was just like a busted deck. And nobody could prove that it was actually ever a deck. Like, people were legitimately being like, oh my gosh, I have to get ninja cards for this legacy thing. And I believe it was some random conspiracy by someone just trying to tweet it. Somebody bought, like, 1,000, like, ninja cards. Oh, no, maybe ninja it was pirates? Cards. Oh, like, wait, it might have been pirates. Legacy pirates? That's even better. I think it's legacy pirates. Ninja pirates? There is actually a legacy ninja deck, so I think that's where I got mixed up. I think it's legacy pirates. It was a deck that never existed, and is not good, but there was like a whole thing on Twitter about it. It was kind of somebody looking to unload their hostage takers or something. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's that's yeah. I think that's where we're going going to go with this. I think we'll we're already getting a competitive advantage for everybody because yeah, it's not like you know we're a super popular podcast. I think maybe everyone in the VML is going to start listening to us because now they know that all of the like intrinsic like top shelf VML strategy comes out in the Friends of Magic podcast. That's what's going to happen. This is where it's born. This is where it starts. It gets this is where here. it is. This is where <laughs> this is where people come to get at a competitive advantage on Caroline from now on. Wait a minute. It's like, yeah, yep. You've just all you're, you're just letting out all your secrets during this whole thing, like how good Grix's pants is. <laughs> but if it, you know whether or not Caroline's going to be playing that broken as hell Grix's pants deck, uh, or we'll be playing different things. It's always awesome to make sure you check out the Venus and Mercury League. You can find out more about it by going to aspirant.gg slash VML. That's A-S-P-I-R-A-N-T dot G-G slash VML. I'll also put a little link in show notes so you can always check it out for yourself going forward, which is going to be fantastic. And I think Grix's pants, we could go on for hours. We could go on for hours about the amazingness of that deck and all the intrinsic, minute details of that deck. But I think it's where we call it here. So before we sign off, we always want to know about what it is that we're doing to get better at the game of Magic this week and where people can find you doing it. So Caroline, where can people find you getting better at the game of Magic besides, obviously, playing Grix's pants? Uh, so this week, uh, we are in Christmas week for me. Um from my hat, which you cannot see, but just know that it's there. Um, 
I do have a stream coming up tomorrow, which is a little earlier than this podcast will be out, but know that that happened as well. Um, that will be Christmassy themed with um, some gifts and some stuff, stuff like that. And then for the rest of the week, uh, honestly, not a ton of magic on my horizon, um, both due to the holidays and just due to a little bit of um, break needed, I think. Um, a little bit of overwhelming, uh, you know, stuff from November and early December, and I'm just kind of just off things in general, but I'm getting back in for a female, so I'm sure I'll be queuing up some standard stuff, but um, I might check out some of those uh, melee events on Sunday and see if those are good to go. You can find me on Twitter at MyLinguini, you can find me on Instagram at TheMyLinguini, and you can find me on twitch.tv slash TheMyLinguini. I stream on Wednesdays, I always have a magic guest, but I don't always play magic. Fabulous. Nicole, how about you? What are you doing to get better at the game, and where can people find you doing it? Well, like we talked about, um, I need to grind the ladder because Caroline couldn't give me like that magic secret pass this month. So <laughs> that's okay. Uh, so I'm going to be grinding the ladder and I need to find a deck in standard that I need to get comfortable with. And the fact that I need to do both of those things, they kind of work together. So uh, that works for me. That's what I will be doing. Um, my Twitter is at Lady of the Crease. Uh, and do make sure to follow uh, Aspirant CCG on Twitter and Twitch uh, for all the VML news and announcements because I'll be breaking out on there too, getting ready for the debut of season four. Oh, Nicole, you didn't say your official title of the VML. Oh, 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 I got a promotion. Can I call it a promotion? It's a promotion. I uh, am the official so social media manager of the VML starting this season so when you tweet at aspirant ccg you're tweeting at me so <laughs> so so be nice yes be nice to me <laughs> i take these things very personally all right <laughs> and of course you can find me on twitter and twitch at brasky 1142 i uh much like nicole i'm going to be diving back into standard enjoying whatever it is that i find down there uh whether that be grixis or some other use of Grixis. Green decks. <laughs> I don't need that. But uh, I'm going to be finding my different ways of uh, enjoying the game. And that way, you can always find me on Twitter and Twitch at Brasky1142. You can find out more about this podcast by going to swagoi.com, S W A G O I.com. Learn about all of our different esports teams from Hearthstone to Magic the Gathering to Valorant and more. And of course, you can always learn uh, more by following us at Twitter to get updates of when new episodes come out by following us uh, at Swagoi Gaming, uh, S-W-A-G-O-I Gaming is where you can follow us on Twitter. And of course, we always appreciate it if you're going to leave us a you know like and subscribe to the podcast, but always leave us a review, whether that be just a handful of stars that you feel like giving us, or you want to give us a full written review as well. We always appreciate that. We appreciate every single one of you listening in, and we are going to appreciate you again when we talk with you next week. Bye.